0: All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living, and another chance to get our acts together. Today is May 5th. 2022 in week 170. If you're new around here, welcome to join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it's another question and it asks, where is thy victory? So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for just being an awesome God. Lord, we thank you for all the many things that you have did for us, how you continue to protect us, how you continue to watch over us, waking us up this morning, um, giving us strength in our body, even if our strength was diminished this morning. Lord, we still thank you for uh, the measure that you did give us. Lord, we thank you for uh, everything you do for us. Lord, help us to never take it for granted, Lord. Uh, And Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that something would be said, some things would be revealed to each and every one of us, things that we hadn't thought about, things that we haven't seen. But we're asking that you would just continue to open our eyes, open our ears, open our understanding as never before. Lord, we want to see your word. We want to comprehend and understand your word. Uh, Lord, we want to see the mysteries that have been hidden since the foundation of the world. So Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us, Help us to remember there's still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, every trial and tribulation. And so, Lord, we're we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, tonight, we are coming from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. And we'll start at uh, verse 55. Uh, we'll probably... We'll probably go back up, but we'll definitely go back up. But where is thy victory? That's the question uh, that Paul asked here in this chapter. And uh, I I began to think about just how we act as people when we have been victorious. Uh, If you watch the national championship in football, uh, college football, if you see these guys win <laughs> that championship game, they're shouting, they're crying, uh, running, chanting, doing all kinds of things because they have the victory. You can see the same thing in professional sports. Uh, I believe hockey is going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. I really don't keep up with a whole lot, but I think it is uh, every sport. When these teams <clears throat> are victorious, we see just how much it means to them. Um, just just in those moments when it happens, people break down into tears, fall, fall all over the ground. Uh, I, I believe I remember seeing a video of Michael Jordan whenever they won some championship. He's all over the ground crying. And, and the list goes on and on because so many people have did this. But it is people's way of expressing what victory means to them. And so I, I just began to think about that today. And while those things are, are fine, they're nice and dandy. However, there is a victory that's much more important. Much more. And if I had my choice of which victory I wanted, now if I could only pick one, I know it doesn't work this way, but if I could only have one victory in this life, this is the victory that I want. This means much more to me than a championship in any sport. And I like sports. This means much more to me than being the strongest person in the room. You know, sometimes people get... Uh, especially guys, guys are always in competition. Who Who's stronger? Who's stronger? Or people in general, especially. Who's smarter? You know, we want to be victorious in so many things. Uh, we can play a game. You know, who's going to win this game? We all want to be victorious, even if it's Monopoly, even if it's Uno. You know, people want to be victorious. But all those are nice. But this is the victory that I want the most. And so we're going to pick it up here in the book of, again, First Corinthians chapter 15. And let's pick up verse 55 here, Melvin.
0: And before we get started, uh, Kiera says, praise the Lord, everyone. Uh, David also says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you're having a great day in the Lord. So praise the Lord to you guys and whoever else may be listening or watching. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, First Corinthians chapter fifteen and verse fifty-five. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Paul asked the question
1: here. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? We're going go go up to verse fifty-four before we go all the way back
0: up. Go up to verse fifty-four. Read that one for us, Melvin. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed
1: up in victory. Death is our enemy. You know, no one wants to die. You know, even... (laughs) Even us who say, you know, I want to go to heaven. Yet, we don't want to die. But we have to leave here to get there. Now, we know uh, Enoch was translated. But that's not something that God is uh, doing on a large scale. Taking people out of here without seeing death. And so, we understand that Unless God changes something for us, we're going to die. And death has been something that was unleashed in the world. And again, we're saddened by death. When we see people leave, we're sad. However, Jesus was and is victorious even against death. And that's what, we, we ought to want this same victory tonight. In fact, we have this same victory. I, I was, but I want you to understand something. Even though we are victorious, we have, the scripture said, we have overcome the world. We have overcome death and sin because the wages of sin is death. So we've overcome sin and death. But now in saying that, I I was listening to my pastor even uh, recently and he began to talk about how he was in the military and they gave gave them a uniform. And so he said the first thing they, they would do They would go and take pictures and send the pictures to their family. And people would declare, oh, yeah, (laughs) he's a sailor. But he was not. The uniform came first, those things came first. He had not become that yet. And so that's where we are. We are victorious. We have a lot of God's blessings and gifts over our lives, but we still have to go through the process. We still have, we're already victorious. The scripture tells us the race was set. Uh, People watch watch a sporting game and they said, man, it was set up. It was fixed. (laughs) The refs fixed it. The refs wanted this team to win. And now uh, I'm not here to argue about that, but this life that we live, it was set up for us to be victorious. It was. The scripture declares it said, God has already ordained that we win, but we still have to go through this and see it through. So Paul here, he asked the question, he said, death. First, he said, death is swallowed up in victory. Death will have no more dominion over us. But we have to do the things that make us victorious. You know, talking about sports. People who are good at their sport, they have to do those things that make them victorious. We can look at whatever person is good at in a certain sport. The reason people will say, uh, (laughs) well, oh, I believe LeBron James is going to win. The reason we're saying that is because they have did things up until this point to make them victorious more times than they lose. They had to do some things, though. And so for us to be victorious, I know Jesus did some things. But he told us to take up our cross and follow him. We have to do some things, too, to ensure our victory. And he said, as long as you do them, you have nothing to worry about. I thank God this race was set up. I'm already guaranteed to win as long as I stick to the plan of God. Because death is not fun. But now... We, we might get into the the second death here, but read, read verse 55 again for us, man.
0: Oh, death, where is thy sting? Mm-hmm. Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Death is swallowed up in
1: victory. Death has lost. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. Read, read 57 first, and then we'll go
0: back to verse 17. Let's pick up 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the only
1: way that we have the victory. Through Jesus Christ, through what he did. This is the only way we have the victory. Death is swallowed up. We don't like death, but there's a lot of other things that come with death. Sicknesses come with death. We don't enjoy this. Headaches. Crime. We look around at the world. Crime. Somebody says it's at an all time high. This came with death. The wages of sin. All of this came in because of sin. And death came by sin. We won't have to worry about these things no more. I thank God for the victory. I thank him for the victory. But now, we have, there's some things that he's expecting us to do. Let's go back up to
0: 17. Let's start at verse 17 first. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. We're talking about the victory still. Somebody out there says,
1: there is no resurrection. Somebody said, we all won't be raised again. He said, if Christ wasn't raised, your faith is in vain. But we know he rose and we know we shall rise. Go ahead, Miff.
0: Then they also, which are falling asleep in Christ, are perished. Drop down to 21. For since by man came death. By man came also the resurrection of, dead, of the dead.
1: Death started with Adam. For since by Adam, I'm going to put his name in there so you know who it is. Since by Adam came death. Death entered into the world because of sin. See, don't let anyone fool you that it's okay to Sin. Don't let anyone fool you. This is the reason why the world is in the condition that it's in now. You know, it's raining right here in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm sure it's probably raining somewhere else in the world also. But I know it's raining right now in Oxford, Mississippi. I was just out in it. It's raining here. Death brought this into the world, sin brought this into the world. There's a lot of um, consequences. There's a lot of things that have taken place now because of sin and death. Adam brought this into the world.
0: However, what's that next part say again, Melvin? By man came also the resurrection of the dead.
1: Now the second man has come. He talks about it in this chapter. Christ. I heard someone preach the message about the two sons of God, Adam and Jesus. The first man, Adam. Earthly. It's in this chapter. I don't know if we'll read it. Pick up verse 22. For as an Adam, all die. If we stay in sin, we'll all die. We'll all die. Somebody said, What do you mean we'll all die? Uh, so-and-so, they tried not to sin, they lived right, but they still die. We're talking about the second death. See, that's what that's what Jesus got the victory over. Not only natural death, but also the spiritual death. That's what you really get. See, if we really understood this victory. We be crying, we be shouting, we jump up and dance. We do all those same things that people do when they win the national championship, when they win the Super Bowl, when they win the Stanley Cup, and what a, whatever other, when they win a gold medal. We do all those things if we understood just what victory it is that we have won. See, we're talking about the second death. That's what Jesus got the victory over, the first and the second death. I'll have to explain that. We better leave here. We better leave here, and we'll come back, Lord willing. Flip over to the book of Revelation. Revelation, let's start, I believe, in chapter 20 and verse 11. This is the victory. This is the victory that Jesus has won for us. We ought to be thankful tonight. We ought to be grateful that you don't have to go through this. Some, I know somebody can say, well, my life has been hard. My life has been rough. It probably has. But there is still some things That because of what Jesus endured, you don't have to. Revelation uh, 20 and uh, 14, actually.
0: 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. O
1: death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Death was swallowed up in victory, is what Corinthians said. Now, when we come over to the book of Revelation, he says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Somebody thinks hell is the last stop. It is not. The lake of fire is the last stop. Death and hell. No more death in the world because it's cast into the lake of fire with Satan and all of his angels and all the other people who followed him. Go ahead, Mel.
0: This is the second death. He
1: said, this is the second death. Once you end up in the lake of fire, this is the second death. This is what Jesus overcame. This is what you overcome by getting in Jesus. The second death. So we're not talking about, oh, if you do right then you won't even die. Some Nobody will say, yes, so-and-so passed yesterday. No, we're not getting at that. We're talking about this second death. You don't have to go to the lake of fire. You don't have to go here where the scripture says there, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, people being tormented. You don't have to go here. If you understood th- this victory is worth more than a Super Bowl ring. I wish you could understand just how incredible this victory is. Jesus overcame. The devil did everything he could to stop Jesus. I can't remember if we talked about it on here or if we talked about it uh, in the Zoom Bible study, but I think about how The chief priests, even after they crucified Jesus, they said, let's put a stone in front of the door and let's get soldiers to watch this. Let's get soldiers to watch this man. They didn't want him to rise again. The devil didn't want him to rise. They said, oh, he said he would come back. So let's keep soldiers here. So in case his disciples come and steal him away. But little did they know, Jesus had the victory. Jesus had the victory. And there was nothing and is nothing the devil can do to stop that. You have the victory tonight. There's nothing the devil can do to stop you if you get on the right side. See, this is not like a sporting event. I know, uh, I remember hearing about a football game, or I'm sure it's been numerous. I think that might have been the Patriots. They said, oh, the Patriots had the other team's playbook. They knew all of their plays. (laughs) They were trying to ensure their victory. That's what they wanted to do. But tonight, I want you to recognize you got the devil's playbook. That's what the scripture is. He tells us to know the wiles of the devil. You can learn his tricks. You can go back and learn what he did to Adam in the beginning. You can go back and learn what he did to all of God's people and then what he tried to do to Jesus. You can learn his tricks. You can get the enemy's playbook. Now, this is God's book. But the devil is in there. He tells you all about him. You can learn it. You can ensure your victory. You won't have to suffer the second death. The second death is nothing but going to the lake of fire. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go to the lake of fire. You don't have to be in torment. For the rest of your life, somebody, you know, the devil would fool people, man. Somebody said, I'd rather go to hell. It's got to be better than what's happening to me in this life. You know, the devil has fooled you if you're saying this. Because when I go back and read, I find the rich man begging for one drop of water. You know, we never have begged. I've never heard anyone begs and say, you know, Give me one drop of water. I hadn't heard anybody beg for that. Somebody said, yeah, I want a cup. I need a bottle of water. I I just need to drink some. I have never heard someone get so desperate that they want one drop, just one to hit their tongue. They won't be able to drink this. It's literally going to dissipate on their tongue. One drop. That's what the man asked for. And you think you want to go there? The devil has fooled someone. I have never been that thirsty, heaven, where I say, you know, I just want one drop. I just need one drop. If I cannot get the whole bottle, I just need one drop. This man was desperate. And so here we find
0: the second death, there was a lot of people. Read, read that next verse here, verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I want you to know somebody end up going there. You got the victory
1: tonight. You do not have to go to the lake of fire. This is the last stop. The, the ride ends there. You end up going to hell, and from hell, you end up in the lake of fire. This is the last stop. He said, whosoever was not found written in the book of life, whoever their names were not on the guest list, whoever's names were not written in this book, he said, you're not going. You're not going to heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. We better make sure that we have the victory tonight. It's in Jesus that we have the victory. Flip over to the book of 1 John chapter 5. Let's pick up. uh, Let's just start at verse 1. 1 John chapter 5. Let's pick it up at verse 1.
0: And we have one comment. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord, Minister Banks and Brother Melvin. Praise the Lord to you. And um, we have a comment from Bridget. And it says, last stop, just reiterating what Tony said. Um, So praise the Lord to both of you and to whoever else is um, tuned in. Thank you for tuning in. And Bridget also says, I have the victory through Christ Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Um, so 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him.
1: If you love God, if you love Jesus, you also love God. Let's read. Let's read. Let's get down to something.
0: By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God. And mm-hmm. Keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Mm-hmm. For what, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is how we get the victory. Being born
1: of God. Jesus talked about it in John chapter 3, being born again. Here, John talks about it. He says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And this is the victory that overcometh the world. This is how you get
1: the victory. I'm telling you, there's some things you must do. Jesus did his part. Now he says, take up your cross and you come after me. You do. As I tell you, the scripture just told us here, his commandments are not grievous. It's not the hardest thing in the world for us to do what God says. It's actually easier for us to do what God says opposed to doing the opposite of what He says. You might not understand that, but in time you will if you choose to do what's right. So He said, This is the victory that overcometh the world. Uh huh.
0: Even our faith. Uh huh. Who is He that overcometh the world? but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You have to believe in him. We know this. We understand
1: this. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, it says, he that believeth and is baptized shall receive the victory. That's what being saved is about. What, What do you think being saved is about? It's about overcoming death. Not natural death. That which was natural came first. And we didn't get to it. We might not get to all these things. This is a very, uh, this is a mystery. But in the book of Corinthians, chapter 15, he tells us that which was natural came first. Let me explain that to you. Back in the beginning, when God created Adam, He formed his body from the dust of the ground that was natural, came first. After that, he blew into him the breath of life that was spiritual. So the natural came first. So there is a first death of the natural body. And then a second death of the soul, the spiritual. That's the second death that I just went to book to the book of revelation to explain. You're going to be cast into hell and finally into the lake of fire where you will never experience death again. You won't be able to die again. He's going to give you a body that'll continue to burn forever. If you get burned right now, you'll die. But God is going to give another body that's immortal. Like the movies that we watch. We see people, they don't die in these movies. They come back. They they appear to die. They come back again. That's the body that he's going to give us. So now that's what we're overcoming. That's the victory that we're trying to achieve. Immortality. But on the right side of things, because both of us, whether you go to the lake of fire or whether you go to heaven, you'll be immortal. You won't be able to die. No longer. So back to what we were saying. He said, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. All right. This is he
0: that came by water. He
1: said, this person now came by water. Mm-hmm. And blood. And blood. This is what Jesus did now. He came by water and blood. We know Jesus. He was baptized by John the Baptist in water. And he shed his blood. Even so, so much so, that when he was on the cross, we know they pierced him in his side instead of breaking his legs as they did the two thieves on his right and left. They pierced Jesus in the side and out came what? Blood and water. Same things here.
0: Read, read for us, man. Even Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. not by water only, mm-hmm. but by water and blood. See, the water goes
1: hand in hand with the blood. And the blood goes hand in hand with the water. There's a reason God brought his people from the Red Sea, across the Red Sea, represented blood and water. It was red for a reason. That's the sea that he picked because it represented blood and water. Moses, even before they crossed the Red Sea, he went down to the Nile River And he turned the script. You go back and look at it. We won't get to all of this. He went to the Nile River and he turned that water into blood. You can find this happened so many times. Jesus, the very first miracle that he performed, that we, the scripture tells us of, he was at the wedding. And somebody said, he turned water. I'll tell you what he turned the water to. Water. Into blood. That's what the wine represented. Red blood. It's all over this book now. The scripture tells us Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed, he, great drops of sweat dripped off of his head as if they were blood. See, this water and blood connection is all over the Bible. This is where our victory comes from. Now, I'm saying this for a reason. So I'm hoping you're following me up until this point. Read for us, Mel.
0: And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. Mm -hmm. For there are three that bear record in heaven.
1: Now, God knows. I would love to get into the Godhead with you.
0: I, I would love to.
1: I won't do that tonight. I, I'll slightly hit it. Go read for us, man. There's three that bear record in heaven. Now you gotta look closely at these words. I won't be able to give this to you. You gotta look closely at these words. Three that bear the record. Now the records
0: in heaven. Uh huh. The Father, mm-hmm. the Word, mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost. Uh huh. And these three are one. They are one. They. Are one. Read that next one. And there are three that bear witness in earth. We bear witness. We
1: don't bear the record. We bear witness. Three that bear witness on earth. Uh huh. The Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and the water, mm-hmm. and the blood. The water baptism. See, water and blood go hand in hand. He just told us that. In the verse above,
0: water and blood, same thing.
1: Yet they're different. See what he said about that, Melvin.
0: And these three agree in one. They
1: agree. Now, the scripture says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? These are two different things here. We have water baptism and we have receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, <laughs> it's going to take God to open your eyes to this. These are two different things. I know He broke them into three because He wanted to point out the water and blood. See, you get. We better go to the Book of Acts. I I, I won't be able to get all of this. Go to the Book of Acts, man. For us, Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two and verse thirty-eight.
0: Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. for the remission of sins, Mm -hmm. and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, this is
1: how you receive the victory. I'm going to tell you, this is Peter saying the same thing that John just said. John told us the witness on earth, Jesus told us we would be witnesses of him. In Judea, up in Jerusalem first, Judea, Samaria, until the uttermost part of the world. He told us that in Acts chapter one, and you have to do a lot of digging for this. If you want to see this, you'd have to do a lot of digging for this now. But he tells us two things here. The two that I want to highlight to you. This is how you... Receive the victory. This is how you overcome the world. This is how you overcome the second death. By repentance, receiving, being baptized in the name of Jesus, which is water. But we know from the book of John, there is no water. Without the blood. It's not water only. It's the blood also. He told us, read that again for us, ma'am.
0: Then Peter said unto them, repent Mm -hmm. and be baptized, every one of you, Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. He told us being baptized is for the
1: remission of sins. Being baptized in this water is for the remission of sins. Jesus Jesus. The name of Jesus brings on the blood. Now you find that and I believe it's Acts chapter 4. Now we can't get all of these things. We will not get all of these things. I, I'm running all over the scripture tonight. But as I heard my preacher say, until I run out of the scripture, stay with me. But now the remission of sin. Now we know that. You needed blood for your sin to be forgiven. Since the very beginning, once man sinned, they had to offer sacrifices that involved blood. So, how can water baptism be for the remission of sin if there is no blood? John told you in, in 1 John chapter 5. He said it wasn't water only, this is water and blood. You're going down in the water to receive the blood of Jesus, to cover you. That's what you're getting baptized for. This is how you obtain the victory. This is how you obtain it. And what's the last part of this verse, Melvin?
0: And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost.
1: And receive the Holy Ghost. That's the two things. He said there are three that bear witness in the earth. You have the water and the blood and the spirit. Those are the three things. But it can really be condensed down to two because the water and blood is one thing which is being baptized and receiving the spirit is the other witness. The witness that only God can give. I won't be able to clear all that up. (laughs) I won't be able to, but let's go back where we started. We better get back to where we started. I I, I won't be able to clear all that up. Back to where we started. Let's um, pick up here verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 26.
0: All right. And we have two comments. Uh, Bridget says, obedience brings blessings. Disobedience brings curses. And also, um, they said, everyone has eternal life. But where are we going to spend it? It's true.
1: That's what we have to decide right now. Right now. You have, we all have an opportunity to decide where we want to spend the rest of our lives. So when I look at this, the victory of making it to heaven, that's worth way more than anything, anything I win on this earth. Anything, anything I achieve. But do we Really understand that. Let's read, man.
0: The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death.
1: This is the last one. We've seen Jesus. He had did so many miracles. He healed so many people. We've seen him do some miraculous things. Walk on water. He controlled the wind, the thunder, the lightning. He, he did so many things. And, you know, finally, he had to show them he had even power over death. He had to show us that. We see uh, his friend Lazarus died, was dead for four days. There's a reason Jesus did this at the end. To show us he has power even over death. He had the victory even over death. And so he was dead for four days. Now, the scripture doesn't say it, but I believe he did it to make sure so the people would know without a doubt that man was dead. And so once he got there, I can't remember which one of the sisters, it might have been both of them that said it. They said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, look, you will see him again. She said, I know in the resurrection. Jesus said, don't you understand? I have the victory. I am the resurrection. He was trying to let us know he has the victory. The scripture tells us all power. He has all power. So then we know the story. He went down. He told him, show me where he lay. Once he got there, he told them, remove the stone. One of the, one of the uh, sisters, she said, by now, this man stinketh. He didn't ask for all that. We give him a lot of stuff that he didn't ask for. And I'm included in that. Sometimes God didn't ask me about certain things, and I'm telling him, anyways. But he said, remove the stone. And we know the story. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Son, I have the victory. He's showing us he's got the victory. And then, because that was not enough, he had to show us even with himself. Even with himself. He said, if you destroy this temple in three days, He said, I'll raise it up again. He said he would do that himself. You don't believe me, you go back and look at it. He said, I'll raise it up again in three days. They didn't understand what he was talking about. But he's showing us he had the victory. So the scripture said, the last enemy, the last enemy that shall be destroyed and overcome is death. And that's where we find ourselves. Back down, as we wrap this thing up, back down to verse 55.
0: Oh, death, where is thy sting? Where is
1: the sting of death? Death had been hurting us. Every day of our lives, we see death working on us. We see death working on us every day of our lives. Somebody say, it was just my birthday. We're getting older and older. Death slowing us down. We're having aches and pains. We're having things weigh on our minds. Nothing but death. Things introduced because of sin. If sin had not been introduced in the world, we didn't find Adam and Eve have these problems before sin. They weren't worried about dying. God told them, look, the day you eat of the tree, that's when death will be entered. That's the day you'll die. And they did die that same day because the day in the Lord is as a thousand years. Neither one of them lived to see a thousand years. So all of this had to take place as a result of what happened in the garden. Jesus had to come and live a perfect life, you know, the the scripture really means what it says when it says the Word became flesh. We've seen the Word become flesh because Jesus fulfilled every scripture. He never sinned just like the Word said. He never did any wrong just as the Word said. He was victorious. And now, through what he did, we can overcome, and we will overcome. All you have to do is follow his commandments. His commandments are not grievous. It's not hard for us to be baptized in the name of Jesus. If you have not did it, this is your opportunity. Be baptized in the name of Jesus now. Go back and check your salvation. I won't get too deep into that tonight, but go back and check your salvation. Make sure, Scripture said, make your calling and election sure. Make sure that you're saved. There's a lot of people who are going to think they're saved, who do think they're saved. And Jesus told us in the end, he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because Somebody didn't check their salvation. They didn't make sure they were actually saved. I don't want that to happen to you. It doesn't have to happen. So let's make sure that we're victorious. Let's do the things necessary. We got anything else, Melvin?
0: Yo, we got three of them. Um, Sandra says, good evening. Jesus has the power. Yes, he does. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Bridget says he was sinless but took on our sin. And that is so true. Um, Kiara has a question. She says, what does it mean when it says he's the author and finisher of our faith?
1: He started this thing.
0: Everything started with him.
1: If Jesus did not do what he did, our faith means nothing. Because God needed blood. He needed blood to be shed, to pay the price for what we did. Pick up the book of Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, I believe verse 22. Yeah, Hebrews 9 and 22. We needed Jesus to do what he did. We could not be saved. He is the author and the finisher. We know even on the cross, he uttered those words. He said, it is finished. His job, what he came to do, he did it.
0: Now it's up to us. Go ahead, Mel. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. See, we needed that blood. We know
1: all throughout the Old Testament God told them to sacrifice animals because blood needed to be shed.
0: Uh-huh. And without shedding of blood is no remission.
1: There is no, there is no forgiveness of sins without blood being shed. He is the author. He started this, and he finished it. He said those words on the cross, it is finished. He achieved the victory. He knew he did what he came here to do. His job is now over. As far as him walking around on earth, he did his part. Now he gave us commandments. And as we just read, his commandments are not grievous. So yes, he is the author.
0: He
1: he is the reason we have this faith. The scripture tells us there was a lamb slain from the foundation. This was written, this was in the mind of God from the very beginning. God knew Jesus would have to come and die for our sins. He's the author of this. It is our faith in him that is going to overcome the world. We found that in the book of 1 John chapter 5. I think it was around verse 4 so yes it's all it's all because of him that we have this victory and so paul asks the question oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory death has lost that's the last enemy that will be destroyed death all because of jesus christ so He's the reason we're here tonight. He's the reason. Somebody said he's the reason for the season. (laughs) He is the reason. So let us put all of our trust and faith in him. And listen to him. Because he knows what he's talking about. We got anything else, Miv?
0: Uh, Not as of yet.
1: Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up. But by all means, if you guys, anyone has any questions, do ask. Um, That's what we're here for. Because God wants you to have the victory. So asking questions ensures that you receive the victory. God wants us to be curious about his word. We're curious about a lot of things in life. We're curious about, man, how does Facebook work? How did y'all get the screen on the camera? People are curious about a lot of things. But we're not curious about the Word of God. And this is what's going to get us the victory. Knowing His Word and getting an understanding. So, that's what we're here for tonight. So you can have the victory. So we all can. But we must understand it started with Jesus. It started with him and he finished it. Now we have to walk in his footsteps, follow after him. He finished everything for us. Now we have to do our part. So if there is nothing else, I'm going to turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Thank you guys for tuning in. And As I've said, let's keep doing this. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep working. Let's keep striving uh, for masteries, as the scripture said. So at this time,
0: again, in the hands of Melvin, thank you, guys. Thank you. I don't have that much to add. It was a great message and hope you got something from it. Um, But firstly, we do have um, some more comments. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, But um, Bridget says, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And also, the ultimate sacrifice for us, the lamb, was slain. And um, speaking of that, what um, Tony said just a few minutes ago, it's important that we get the word, but also with understanding. I'm sure that uh, we all know of the scripture where it says, with all thy getting, get an understanding. Because we can be here, Tony can say, um, all do all the Bible studies in the world, because you see this is week 170. And this is just our live stream. We have Zoom, and then when we used to do in-person Bible studies. But all that does not matter if we don't get an actual understanding of what it's saying. Um, and with the the Lamb was slain, I remember I was in gospel choir back in college, and we and one of the songs that we sang was "Great as the Day," and the lyrics went "Great as the Day, the Lamb was slain." And it is a great song, but I had absolutely no idea what it was talking about. But I was definitely singing my lungs out from it for it because it sounded good. Um, And Bridget says, thank you both. I've shared your lessons with my two sons. Well, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you so much because sharing the word of God is very much very important. Like um, Tony was just saying, we're interested in a lot of different things. And I definitely have been guilty of that. We're interested in so many things and so many pointless things at that. But this is what we should be striving for. I know I heard people say, oh, I go on YouTube for one video. And then the next thing I'm watching something totally different. It's 3 a.m. But all that time that we've spent on YouTube or on Netflix, or on Facebook or on anything, when we should be learning about God, who is the author and the finisher who is the Alpha and Omega, who is the Prince of Peace. We should be learning about him and actually how to be saved. Tony mentioned it earlier. So many of us think that we're saved, think that we're on our way to heaven. But how actually are we saved? Is it just going, shaking the pastor's hand, repeating after him saying, I believe that the Lord died for my my sins and that he's my personal Lord and Savior. Is that it? Or is there more to the story? These are the things that we have to find out. The same way the people got saved in the Bible are the same way that we should be saved today. You know, we served the same God back then, but we are quick to say, oh, that was back in the Bible. We are still living in the, in the New Testament. God is still pouring out his spirit for us to receive. One day it won't be like that one day for the people that's left are going to seek death and death will flee so we just have to um, take heed to the word of God get an actual understanding of it and I see Well, David says it starts in him and finishes in him we don't just need to start but we need to finish the race as Paul said there's another place that said those that endure to the end the same shall be saved so I think that is it. Again, I thank you guys for tuning in so much. It is very much appreciated. I thank you for the comments, the interactions, the questions. They're always great. We should always seek to learn more from God. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, You can ask us for the link or the link is on our website. As you can see on the screen, jmsbible.com in the zoom section section where you can see all of our previous zoom messages as well as our in person messages back when we used to do those and it seemed like it's been so long ago when we used to do those but those are there too and so if that be it as i always like to say rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy counted all joy and again counted all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm because we do have the victory So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in.